Good afternoon, Jamie. Welcome to the main stage, Keith Tronics. Oh man, you definitely, you have a potential side gig as like an announcer at like a, uh, you know, uh, yeah, triple a double a baseball team or, right. you know, something like that. Right. Um, high school dance. Um, high school dance. <laughs> what's, what's going on, man? Uh, not a whole lot. I mean, just still just, uh, yeah, he's chugging spacing. along, man. Not a, I guess, I don't know. Uh, finally getting the basement fixed after it's been, uh, you know, we had the flood and then the basement was out of commission for like three months. So, oh, I thought like they, a, uh, I thought they fixed that right away. No, 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 no. no. Are you I, they the had to like, I had the restoration company come in and like clear things out and make sure there were oh, like prevent yeah. damages right away. That's but, right. Yeah. So, have like carpet and hard floor and stuff put in yesterday. Just need trim work done now. But are you in the? You're not in the basement, are you? No, no. You're I'm in the upstairs. main floor. Yeah. You're in the main floor. Yeah, yeah. the main floor. But yeah. Yeah. Besides that, just uh, work stuff and you know. Yeah. What's been going on at work? Um. What did I did I talk about last time? I talked about because it was a while ago. I talked about the conference thing. Right, the mm-hmm. R and D summit stuff. Yeah. Um, since then, I've mostly been working on some like resiliency work to mm. um, move away from devs getting paged when like third party integrations aren't working right because there's literally nothing we can do about it, uh, and, and instead adjusting the system so it will like self heal. And so I've been doing that's that's been my main my main gig and trying to do a better job of defining work for early career developers. That's been my other uh, big push recently. Um, so a you're trying to to make more friends inside the company with that uh, project you're working on with the paging and the self healing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, there are people I'm helping my existing friends for the most part, but there are some people Mm -hmm. that I don't really know that will benefit from this. Um, so that's, it's, it's one that like definitely feels like a no brainer. And I, we did some like basic, you know, dashboarding and reporting to figure out like, all right, how many pages do we get in the middle of the night that are completely unactionable? Mm -hmm. And it was more than 50% of the the pages that happened in the middle of the night and it was more than one a day effectively or no not one a day that's more than one a day for all pages but a lot of those are during the work day um but it was probably one every other day or something like that you get an inactionable page in the middle of the night and uh not a good not a good look for not having devs get burnt out real bad is there um like it's not an actual pager no, it's uh, have you never used PagerDuty? Yeah, I never used it, but yeah, I know about it. Um, dude, that would be sweet actually to make. I think there's a market. There's a market. We should bring back pagers, dude. To make an actual pager that just hooks make up an to actual PagerDuty. pager. Put a freaking yeah, just put a put a Raspberry Pi in that thing. Well, you don't even need just, to, right? Pagers have numbers, so you just have PagerDuty text the number. No, I I know, but like. <laughs> But you could make it like a, like a super duper pager oh, with yeah, just yeah. a limited one line thing. You know, you could have it do some funny stuff too. Yeah, like 
Yeah. You, you like could if you put like a real screen audio things for it so that like when you got paged, it could do its own thing. Oh shit. There's a page. Dude, um, I think there's a market for page pagers for old school pagers. That I don't want to get dope. it on my phone. You just pass it to your, the colleague. Like there's an actual like handing of the torch when it's somebody else's shift. You just have the organization yeah. by it. Yeah. Wouldn't that be sweet? Like That'd a, a like a pager duty, like, like sold on their website, like actual pagers. Missed opportunity here. Fun fact, uh, I, I think I'm one of the maintainers of the PagerDuty integration, uh, RubyGem. Oh. Uh, I haven't looked at it in years, but I think you I mean, still have commitment on it. Oh, just like a wrapper around the PagerDuty mm-hmm. API? Cool. Yeah, that was a funny one. One of the guys that works at GitHub created it, and we used it a lot when I worked at SquareMouth because we automated pages based on certain things that would happen, like... Mm-hmm. If, if just like one of them occurred, we'd be like, oh, you need to page somebody for this. And we would page like, we had tools in place to page like, oh, this goes to customer support. Like whoever is the on-call for customer support needs to get these kind of pages and stuff. We had like pager chat ops in a way. We, there was a bunch of weird stuff we were doing. Dude, I'm telling you, you could do it on a literal pager. <clears throat> That'd be Keep pretty cool. Way off your phone. Listen, man, Who, tune in next time, stand-up soldiers. Yeah, it's Might not going to be done new- next time. It's probably no, no, not going to be done. No, ever. but we might have a new business here. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I'm, this is where I go. Stand up soldiers. Just, just take the business idea and run with it. I kind of want to be involved though. Cause it's okay. kind of a pretty good, just email, uh, email me at standup soldiers.com. Done that. Uh, cool, man. So what's up with the, uh, the training thing? Oh, like the, the training, the training the- thing is not actually, it's the idea that we have a lot of like early career devs or like people who did career changes, those kind of things. Like we junior developers, right? Not they're mm-hmm. technically not senior developers is the way I would put them. Right. And mm-hmm. a big part of growing junior developers is giving them work that is scoped properly because if you give them too much ambiguous work, you're just going to stress them out like crazy. So a big part of that and uh, the way that I've been kind of pushing for it is like, well, I mean, it's let the seniors on the team be the ones who kind of pair with the junior devs on breaking down projects, right? Like you do your prototyping, you break down the project and what it kind of goes into it. Um, You have them sit there with you and do that with you. Like you like, so I, I tell mm. people, and this comes from like discipleship stuff from like religion, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, one of the ways that I look at how things are done is like, I do, you watch or no, I do. Yeah, I do. You watch is how it starts, right? Like that's how you teach mm-hmm. somebody something initially. Then it's, um, I do, you help. Mm-hmm. And then you swap it and you say, you do, I help. And then finally mm-hmm. you go, you do, I watch. And mm-hmm. you move through that kind of loop and then people have like learned a thing and you can send them off into the world to do the thing that they need to do. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to go with that approach for uh, teaching these things. But one of those things is basically like when we're breaking down projects, write out the user story because user stories define the feature, not how to do it. First and of all, that training thing, it like we're not like the only humans that or only animal that that does like that training thing like there's actual like like um a lot of um ducks and stuff they do the that kind of training that's been studied and of course monkeys and things like that but uh that's cool man i like um 
anyway, go ahead. Keep, keep going. I'm sorry to, to interrupt you. Oh no, you're good. You're good. So my, my pitch for this is one thing we don't want to do is steal a junior dev's ability to use critical thinking when they're going into a project. So I'm like, here's what, like, sometimes they need the railroad, right. To kind of mm-hmm. help them drive in the right direction, but don't give that to them at first. Don't be like, do step one, mm-hmm. do step two, do step three. Mm-hmm. Give them the problem, let them think about it, and then give them the option to ask for help without needing to ask for help, if that makes sense. So I've started uh, kind of this process of defining tasks for things as I'm breaking them down, where I do like a user story, like as whatever, mm-hmm. as said user, I should be able to do the thing such that I can you know achieve some goal. And then inside of it, I use a, in GitHub, I use a detail summary tag that is, so it's one of those little ones you can click and it like expands. It's basically a spoiler tag. Um, and I use that so that I can say suggested approach and like, don't look at this. If you don't want to know, like think about it critically on your own and think about what you would do to do this. But then after you've thought about it or you get stuck, consult how I would do it, see what's different and then ask some questions about why it's different. Or like if you see the difference there, then just run with it. Um, do the hidden, uh, the accordion thing uh markdown that's a that's a brilliant idea because yeah like they don't see it right away and if mm-hmm. they really want to see it like they have to actually go and do something and so well, i think a good have you ever taken any of the pragmatic studio like courses no no i've seen previews of them but i i think i've seen them a little bit when you were taking them i think yeah this is something that they did where they would be like, go do this thing. And then there would be like a t- box where you could see their solution. Oh, and okay. that was the earliest I ever saw this as a thing. But I, I used this when I was teaching at a cloud guru the whole time or like Linux mm. Academy. This is how I would do it. And this was the most effective learning tool that I had is I had to give them a project, give, tell them what they needed to do. But then I would have my own solution that they could look at, or that I would be like, hey, pause right now in the video, go try to do the thing. And then when you feel like you're either stuck or you've done it, push play, let me go through my version of the solution and see what you can learn from it. Mm-hmm. And like pe- that really resonated with people. Like a lot of people learned pretty well that way because adults in general, when they're learning things, the best way for them to learn is you have to give them a problem. This is why a lot of people don't do a lot of like side project learning is because they don't have a side project to work on, but they're like, man, but I really want to learn Elixir, but they don't know what to build with it. So honestly, one of the best ways to teach people things is to come up with a prompt for a thing for them to work on mm-hmm. and give them an excuse to have like something to work at. It's that intrinsic motivation side of things where like why kids will solve puzzles even though there's no reward. It's because as humans, we enjoy doing that stuff. We like mm-hmm. solving a problem, but a lot of times we hate coming up with what the problem should be that we need to solve. So yeah, that's where- Yeah, but there's also like, that's awesome by the way. Um but there's also the problem of giving them the problem, especially adults, not children, but older adults, um, that they want to solve as well. Have you ever seen that? Like a lot of that where like, hey, we're going to build, um, what was that thing that we had in our Rails class? The um, magpie? The thing. Magpie. Magpie. Yeah. yeah. Magpie. Um, like, yeah. What happens if like, have you ever seen a lot of that? I always fear that. Like you give them some problem, like it's a web problem, but they want to do, well, maybe not even that general, but it's some like 
that they don't want to spend the time on working on. Well, I mean, in gen, so I would look at it in terms of adult learners. If they're like, if they're seeking out to learn a thing and you give them a problem, odds are they'll bite and do it. Right. Or in the job spot, like it's your job. Like at a certain point mm-hmm. you get the extrinsic motivation of this is my job. So I might as well mm-hmm. do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I have not run into this where somebody was just like, Oh, this is a problem. Nah, I'm just not gonna, just not gonna mm-hmm. do it. Like, because mm-hmm. it's a job, but gotcha. yeah, I mean, I'm sure there are people who flaked out of courses that I had because I gave them a problem that they didn't want to solve or like yeah. it was too hard. Right. There you get the benefit of in the workplace sort of setting, like, this is the rock that you need to move. So make it happen. And I'm going to put the things in around you to support you and help you to grow into what you need to make it work and go from there. So yeah, that's Hmm. the, uh, the approach that I've been working on recently for different things. And that has me pulling off to like a bunch of different projects and trying to help sort of define requirements and break things down into manageable chunks to, to basically not fry our junior devs who are like, we were giving too much ambiguous, like architecture work that they're just yeah. like, what is going on? And one of the, one, one of the types of projects, um, that I find useful and given like junior devs are like similar problem type of projects. So like you have an integration with like, you know, two other email providers, add this third integration. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if you have well-defined, and you could say, you know, here's a pull request from this one. Look what they did if you want. You know, that way um, it's not as much work on on like senior devs to, like I, I get it in an organization like yours, but if you're like low on people, one of the ways is to just kind of give them um, – problems that were already solved that are very similar. Yeah. I, I think that's totally like one of the things we have to do. And it's a big problem for me is realizing that like, there's a certain amount of work that's just not worth my time to do. Mm -hmm. And because a lot of times, Mm. uh, me and quite a few, like the staff devs on our team, we have a problem where we hoard tasks where we go like, Oh, I have this thing that I know needs fixed. I'm just going to pencil it into my day and I'll do it later kind of thing. When in reality, it's not the most effective use of our time because we can solve bigger things. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really realize this until working at Shopify on like such a large team and like such a large organization that like, as you move further and further up the, the chain, like it's not my, it's not going to be your job to be the primary implementer for things, Mm -hmm. right? Like as a, a staff dev, tends not to be the person building the project. They tend to be the person right. figuring out what the problem yeah. is, defining yeah. it really Spiking well, stuff, defining, and then yeah, yeah, prototyping, breaking it down, Pro- and yeah. then handing it off to the workforce that does it, which is going to be your senior devs and your junior devs. Yeah. And so, yeah, figuring that stuff out has been a big thing for me because hmm. normally I'm just like, uh, you know, what's the most effective way for this to get done if I do it myself <laughs> and mm-hmm. trying to get past that mentality. Cause a lot of times it's like, Oh, I know exactly how to do this. It's going to take me yeah. like 25 minutes. Yeah. And then it will be like, but there are people on the team who don't know exactly how to do this. That would benefit from tra- taking a stab at it. And so you need to accept the fact that it's going to, this is actually going to take a day. And so there's been a lot of, a lot of weird things that I'm learning now, but it's, it's fun. It's nice to, have the a big enough team where I can grow people again because it's been a while and uh, to also shed some of that uh, 
self-reliance, right? Where I'm just like, it's all on me. Like it's gotta be me. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. it's, it's been a fun journey. But. Cool, yeah, so what cool. kind of stuff have you been up to? Um, dude, I'm on two weeks. I'm on, I'm on task. I'm on, I'm on time. So, uh, yeah. So last time, uh, we chatted, um, I released, uh, the new, um, Oh, the new website. Tattoo website, um, next.tattoo.io. Um, and so I'm happy about that because that kind of gives me a place to like build, you know, on top of, um, mm-hmm. you know, and market. So that's pretty exciting. And then for that, I wrote the first change log post. And then I'm almost done with today's change log post. Uh, cause I'm trying to release them every, every other Friday. So I'm pretty, uh, pretty amped that I'm, that I got two weeks on Solid. task. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, sp- speaking of 25 minute tasks or tasks that you think are going to take 25 minutes. Um, one of the things I wanted to work on was I was kind of working back in the app, um, this time around. And so I kind of revisited onboarding and I was like, man, I have so many like these little, these little areas that are unfinished, right? It's not the most, um, I probably shouldn't have worked on what I worked on, but, um, I thought it was going to be quick. Mm-hmm. So there's one that, t- uh, when you install Tatsu, one of the options is, um, to have it remind you later to set it up because there's a lot of times when, um, I'll hear about um, stuff or I'll see about something and I'll download it and then I see or I install it and I see how much work is involved Mm -hmm. in like setting it up. And so I'll just kind of forget about it. And I feel like this is a good way to have people come back to the setting up of it. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. I I imagine. I mean, that's the same tip for anybody. Somebody starts a trial like the churn rate mm-hmm. of people who don't use said application right away is much higher than somebody who does actually get in and do it. So if you have some way of poking somebody who hasn't actually used it yet, then yeah, that'd yep. be good. Yep, exactly. And then I also have other areas where I want to add for reminders and things. And so I kind of build it in a generic way to have different types of reminders and stuff. Um, using uh, Slack's kind of scheduled message thing. So oh, it's nice. nothing like I don't have to have. Originally, I was going to like, you know, use Oban or something and schedule schedule things, which I I know eventually I'm going to need. So, um, man, but, I really uh, wish on speed, just tangent on Oban. Yeah. I really wish you had access to the UI without the paid tier. Like it drives me nuts <laughs> that you don't get the web UI unless you pay. Like, yeah, that is that is pretty shitty. Just because be you're like, dude, Sidekick's been doing this forever. Mike Pernum makes $80,000 a month on his own on Sidekick Pro. Like the dream. Yeah, right. And so you can afford to give us the UI. You'll be fine. <laughs> and that- yes. So uh, go ahead and email um, all the stand up soldiers. Go ahead and email. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I'm just using the Slack scheduled message thing. But. <laughs> The thing that I was like, oh, I'll just show a form and then just post to the scheduled message thing, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then I find out that um, 
well, I need to store the user's time zone and time zone offset to get the correct time. Oh, no. Of course, um, the time control does not send that back. I wish Slack, if you're listening, like the time control just literally sends you back the string that they typed in. Um, anyway, um, not like what the current time zone is in the browser, maybe, or their time zone. Uh, I get it might be a security thing. Anyway, so I had to go through that and then I had to figure out, okay, well, what if they don't have a time zone uh, that, you know, because you don't have to set up a time zone in Slack if you don't want to, or you don't have to share that if you don't want to. Oh, really? Um, and then I and then I also needed additional scopes to, to call the scheduled message API. And then um, what else? Yeah, there was, oh, I didn't know about Elixir or Phoenix, I should know, doesn't come with a default time zone database, which is actually pretty sweet. Um, I always thought that they did, but so I had to set up like a TZ data stuff in, in Phoenix. And then, uh, which caused me to, uh, I didn't have to, but I wanted to anyway, I had to upgrade uh, I was on a running elixir 1 1.12 so I upgraded to 114 because the new calendar stuff wasn't until new thir- or 113 so <laughs> you can see how this time oh yeah yeah um, I between. understand how this goes anytime you say oh and I just upgraded the something like it doesn't yeah. matter what the something is that always amounts to some amount of non-trivial time right like actually not with elixir though ah, like, yeah elixir is usually you know? pretty good and like when you're talking about fast. like node though like oh dude if, you no, have, if i had node we'll totally in there, screw you. oh yeah. god dude elixir i will just say mix is the best package management and mm-hmm. build tool i've ever used the fact that it's one thing the fact that yep. it's like has a standardized stuff has a formatter built into it yeah, you can be like oh give me my outdated dependencies and it like does the smartest way of displaying like here's the version you're on here's the version you're pinned to here's the like all that stuff mm-hmm. is fantastic i everything's namespace like i miss Alexa everybody's sometimes. command I, like if you want to it's been a long you know, time since in. i uh actually typed any elixir which makes me really sad oh man yeah that that would make me sad Elixir is so dope. Anyway. It is very. Uh, yeah. So all that, all I said, I needed to add some API calls to Juve. So anyway. So do we get to know how long least. it took? Since the original um, estimate was 25 minutes. Uh, where, <laughs> what was the actual oh, this, time invested? Man, I don't know because with this project, it's hard for me to, because, you know, I have an hour here. Yeah, or, you can't you know. cut out a large block of time. You'd have to be like, how many yeah. little chunks did yeah. I do? And that, yeah, yeah, I get so that. So it's kind of hard um, to estimate. But I would probably estimate a day, a day and a half, maybe. You know, Hey, but now you have the ability to send uh, scheduled messages. So that's good. Yes. Um also, I have a question now that's kind of brought up. So like when I was working on the front um, or on the, the marketing page, um, you know, my H1 is like kill the meeting, right? Mm-hmm. And when I started doing um, slash commands, they were all about like meetings, right? Like slash meet would start a, a new meeting, right? And everything was a meeting. 
You're like, wait a second. Yes. See, see I'm going here. I'm counteracting my own idea here. Also, like, you know, like tools like these scheduling tools that are popping up everywhere about scheduling meetings. That's like the opposite approach of like what tattoo is going to be. Mm-hmm. Like the your first step is not going to be, can I get people in the same quote unquote room at the same time? Right? No, you want people contributing to a topic. Okay, dude. So I made a list of alternate words um, that I could use. Topic was one of them. So instead of like starting a meeting, discussion was another one. Yeah, discussion. discussion topic. I also had transmission. I kind of like how that's kind of like goofy. Yeah. Yeah. If you had like an alien theme thing instead of a Japanese theme thing, mm-hmm. I would totally go with it. But mm-hmm. okay, I could, I could, I have kind of a calm theme going. So start yeah. a new haiku. Okay. Yeah. Refrigerator. Um, so, uh, I like, yes. So your, 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 your mind went exactly to where I was kind of going with the question was like, what do you think I could, I could use around? And I do like topics because the other part of this is this stuff is going to be, um, the outcome of this is needs to live in places, right? Mm-hmm. And so you'll be able to export it to Notion or GitHub or whatever. Um, eventually, probably in 2027. So I, I do have a question. Do these can do these go back to, it's been a long time since obviously I worked on Tatsu like forever. Mm-hmm. Now it's Elixir, blah, blah, blah. But um, I assume most of these are async nowadays. So like it's a direct message sent to the user and then they contribute to it. Do those yep. get rolled up and then put in a channel somewhere? Yes. Okay, does it go as a thread? Um, not, no, not currently, but it is. Yes. Well, see, I think, yeah, I think if you put it as a thread, threads have topics in Slack nowadays. You can actually mm-hmm. set a topic on a thread or like a hangout or a huddle or whatever. So like, yeah, mm-hmm. you can even, that's be your your topic on that thing. And then all the contributions go into the, are rolled up into the thread. I think it makes sense even within the um, nomenclature for Slack. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a good idea. Cause the topic would be, you know, let's just say you have stand up meetings, right? So it'd be stand up, mm. you know, for Friday, October, whatever. Um, cool. Cool. All right. I like it. But yes. So do you agree with me? Like, yeah, like I think the idea okay. of having a meeting for it is you, you, what you really want somebody to do is they want to be able to slash topic, blah, 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 blah. Um, it kicks it off as a prompt to everybody who they request it from. Mm-hmm. And then they all like chime in. Cause it's almost like a survey in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, Surveys and, are also a type of, of a meeting that you'll, you'll be able to. to have. Yeah. So but yeah, there's, there's yeah. different, like there's um, a phase. There's, there's steps to these meetings, right? There's the, I mean, if you just abstract it out, there's the setup, the actual doing of the work. And then the after of that work and, but the result of like, those can be rolled up into a topic, right? Like those aren't, those are just sets period of time. They don't have to be, you know, 
um, uh, time back to back, you know, it could be different moments in time. So I do like the idea of topics, but I, I feel like those are even bigger than like a discussion, right? And discussion happens, you know, today. This oh, okay. So you're more. thinking topic would be like the family and mm-hmm. then discussion is the instance. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm leaning towards, towards discussion. So, okay. Yeah. I think that's another fine. Yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. Yeah, man. Uh, next time I'm going to work, um, more on the actual, um, engine of tattoo. That's, uh, more useful, uh, for, uh, releasing this first version. So, um, that's going to be, um, kind of just what we talked about taking those, um, meeting notes, and um, putting them in uh, app home because one of the other tenants of this is um, I don't want tattoo to feel like an external application, mm-hmm. like where you're like integrating it into Slack. It's more almost part of Slack. Um, and so that requires different, a little bit different than what tattoo currently does is right now you can only get the notes like on the web page, right? You can only yeah. set up meetings through the website. All that stuff is going to be moved uh, to Tetsu, uh, to Slack. So the app home is now going to hold the, um, the notes of the discussions and stuff. So nice. So that's what I'm going to work on next is kind of just showing the notes in the, in app home and, and building that out. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. I was recently using, what was I, I was using something to do a poll in slack mm-hmm. and i noticed yeah i was like oh this app has like different tabs i didn't even know there's like messages for like when you message the bot from the the thing and then there's also like had one that was there's just like the home. results page basically i was yeah. like oh i didn't even know you could do this it's pretty cool yeah yeah and slack they i think they released that in 2017 18 no joke really i yeah, just yeah. noticed it i just never use uh apps mm. for the most part like yeah yeah I get sent messages from GitHub's integration because it's like the only coherent way to get anything good out of GitHub. Mm-hmm. And um, that's about it. I mean, we have our own internal apps. Like there's one that all from our project management system. That's like an in-house thing. It'll be like, hey, you mm-hmm. own this project. You need to post an update this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, that pings me for that stuff. But And we have one that's that cool. like is our super chat ops command, which is like actually pretty sick. I don't I imagine this isn't like secret stuff, but we have a command where we can like take a thread and and we can like turn it into a GitHub issue or add it to a comment on an issue or do those kind of things. That's in GitHub. Sweet. This is like pretty sweet because after 90 days, all of your messages are gone. And so actually storing these somewhere is very useful. But hmm. yeah, That's so awesome. I'm, I'm just like a Slack novice. I don't really use it as a superpower. Although we do have, I don't know if this would be useful for you, but I'd never seen it before our thing. We have a thing where we can, that same command has like a way for us to manage incidents in our uh, different channels. Like, so when we see something's going on and like people write commands and you can like hit it with an emoji and it will chronicle that back to the, uh, like a topic or some sort of like, and I was like, that's pretty spiffy. Like it monitors a specific emoji in a channel and does things with it. Yes. uh, I am going to use that as uh for two things um for blockers um and for um i can help out like i'm available as a um to help you you know unblock 
Nice. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, because that's that's one of the biggest downfalls with like these tools inside Slack is like there's no once the the stand up is fine, right? But mm-hmm. you don't get the ideas to get you unblocked. And so being able to just use emojis or react emojis or whatever those are called. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, is, is the idea. So, yes. Nice. Cool. Cool, man. All right. Well, I guess I will talk to you in a couple of weeks and we'll see how uh, all this new stuff is turning out. Peace.